Test test one, two, three. Test one, two, three. These nuts, these nuts. Ha ha. I said it before Hakim said it. Ha ha. So he said the thing. Um, he said the thing. You know, when you have um, what you call it, uh, some, one of those uh, stupid, um, not skit shows, what you call it. Like uh, Friends. What is Friends? That's uh, uh, the fuck, I re- no, uh, not a reality show. What the fuck? <laughs> garbage. Friends is garbage. That's yeah. what the fuck it is. <laughs> yes, it is. But there we, we cannot find like colloquial American terms to describe like the specific type of show. Mm-hmm. And the JT has not uh, jumped in to tell us exactly what it means. So our audience probably is already realizing we are one member short this beautiful, beautiful episode. <laughs> but if there's ever a reason... Do not show up yeah. to arguably the most important <laughs> thing a person can do on planet Earth, which is record a podcast. Exactly right. uh, that is the birth of a small, beautiful, <laughs> little communist. Hakim, how do you feel about potentially go. being an uncle? Hey, my man, you know, I actually am already an uncle, but but <laughs> I will gladly add to my repertoire. All right. Oh, the, the, the more children, the, well, the more the merrier. That's the fucking stupid saying. I'm so I'm so happy and proud for him. But also, I love it. He was very uh, nonchalant, I think yeah. is the word. Because yeah. he was just like, hey, guys, yeah, like it's happening today. Got... So like I won't be able to record. A human being <laughs> is coming to life. A human yeah. being that is 50% yeah. you. And you're like, oh, yeah, but like I have like a thing today. You know, I got to like go pay probably $70,000 at the hospital for this like new human he to... to be born. It's he, incredible. He, he, he talked about it like he's going to get a haircut. Yeah. Was... <laughs> oh, oh, my God. My wife's just going to oh, pop fuck. one out, you know? But, yeah, so that's why um, our beautiful baby boy, JT, isn't uh, isn't, isn't uh, with us right now. is because he is hopefully meeting his beautiful baby boy or girl. We don't know. Um, so that's that. Uh, otherwise, um, I was going to say... Uh, uh, our, our lovely uh, Yugopnik, he's been to the US recently, he's been to the land of the free, the one with the brave. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, did you have to tell them I am not and have never been a member of the Communist Party? <laughs> you oh no, you already got the visa, never mind. You would be surprised yeah. actually oh, right at the gate on the entry point because, uh, you know, I was there a few times before. I was welcomed in a much different manner than I was welcomed the last uh, two or three times that, uh, that I went mm. there. I guess now they know like okay this guy does not want to steal our jobs or our women so like they didn't really question me much etc etc because if you have gone and gone back from their country they're like oh we didn't get this one like this guy didn't fall in love with what we have to offer and he doesn't want to you know slave away with three jobs and seven mortgages for the rest of his life thinking he's in the best country on planet earth but i guess uh, jt's uh, baby knew at the exact right moment to come out because now i am freshly off the boat as they say and i can kind of <laughs> indirectly be the resident american bro uh, yeah, not just any go. resident american but a resident american from boston uh yes oh where they where they where they say hey, hey what the fuck? What's that? <laughs> we baseball. that's what i said last time it was like oh before somebody from new jersey says yeah. hey Blair. i don't fucking remember what i said well, uh sorry sorry go on I got not, from my interaction with most bostonites uh it was usually Arabic and Slavic that I heard absolutely everywhere. <laughs> but but, uh, but jokes oh aside, God. jokes aside, it is a beautiful city. It is absolutely mesmerizing. It's got so much history. It's got so many universities, so many young people, such incredible food. And yet mm-hmm. it is a city in a country that prides itself as the beacon of freedom. And at, mm. on a Thursday, Wednesday, or whatever, not a single bar was open after fucking 9 p.m., 10 p.m. They didn't sell beer.
beer on a baseball <laughs> match after eight oh, wow. because people would get too drunk and riot or something. Oh, like, my Lord. Me, someone who has experienced, like, uh, you know, Eastern European football matches with ultras, and literally, if you don't know the song, they fucking cut your finger off and they make your child eat it in front <laughs> of you. My experience of watching baseball, which I still must uh, conf- concur with you, uh, Brother Hakim, is the most boring sport on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I must say I genuinely enjoyed the experience. Me and a friend of mine who is uh, not an American but is from Boston, uh, when we went uh, into the to, to actually watch the show, we had our like seats somewhere all the way up there with the working class. He was like, "Dude, fuck this shit." <laughs> he we walked down all the way to the fucking VAP shit. We sat down. I'm like, dude, someone's going to kick us out. And he's like, nah, nah, these are Yanks. Like, nobody fucking suspects that anybody would have the balls to sit in a spot that is not preserved for them. I was so skeptical of that. I was so skeptical of that. But nah, we sat there, whole match. Nobody didn't fucking touch us. I mean, you know, he's a a bulky uh, Russian dude. I am uh, a Balkanoid uh, right in the middle of all of these Americans. Probably a lot of the people that pass next to us with um, uh, with their tickets probably leading them to that seat that just continued walking because you know they were <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons but uh, j- uh, jokes aside uh, there were some Americans behind us and we were very open about the fact that we have no idea what's happening on the pitch and they were very cool about it like Massachusettsans is that what they are Massachusettsans mm. okay <laughs> let's call them Massachusettsans I, I, <laughs> I'm not the right person to ask <laughs> but they were very chill about it uh, like Hakim, like if uh, I don't know what the the most popular sport is in Iraq, but football obviously football is far, yeah. okay. Football mm. as well. If you go on the field like a cocky foreigner, right, and you start mm. asking the people around on the actual pitch, on the on not on the pitch, on the actual you know seats watching the thing. Oh, yo, man, I don't know anything about the stupid fucking sport, which is what the <laughs> Russian was literally saying. Yeah. And mind you, a Russian right now, not very fun to be yeah. that nationality in america that's for sure uh he he was just so like casual about not liking the sport and not understanding it and nobody gave a shit like nobody gives a shit so mad respect to 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 the yanks for that genuinely i don't know what would happen in iraq in serbia croatia bosnia you would literally eat (laughs) your legs like they would compact you better than a texan uh lawnmower you know (laughs) Now, now that I think about it, I think most people here would actually be fairly friendly about it. They'd be like, okay. And they would, they would sit with you and try to explain the sport. But they would talk a lot. They're not going to be quiet. And if somebody saw you sitting where you're not supposed to be sitting, they'd be like, what the fuck? Because all the other people are, are, who aren't supposed to be sitting there would have already occupied the space. Or they would do they would do this shit where no, some guy will walk up to you and he doesn't have the ticket for the for the seat, but he'll tell you this is my seat. <laughs> he'll be like, this is my seat. Get the fuck out! <laughs> oh man, mm. so that also happens. Fuck. But but yeah, uh, the great experience. Lovely people. De- definitely not land of the free. You guys do not sell beer after eight. I I like they they lose their minds about somebody potentially taking away like a piece of metal that when you press a button a missile flies out of it but they're absolutely <laughs> fine with somebody taking away like the pinnacle of americanism which is beer away from them hold like, on, nobody hold on. bats a fucking eye was it only at the stadium, or is this no. like across like all the, all the, stores? All the 24-hour stores had their like liquor cabinets locked 
It was like what the fuck, no, really, yeah, dude? After it, eight? Yeah, yeah, eight, nine, ten. I don't remember specifically. I, mm. I could Google it, and this could be a professional podcast, but I will not. I refuse to. No, no, to. no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. we don't do that. And here. Because it was a Thursday. <laughs> like these, these, this lovely couple that I was there with lives in Boston for like six, seven years uh, now, uh, and they were like during the week weekdays like everybody goes to bed at like 11 so they can wake up and slave away nobody's at the bar nobody's mm-hmm. at like a club or something there was nothing like and i was like ah they're fucking lying to me That's they want to go weird. to bed they're tired we opened google maps and we clicked bars open in the center in the downtown area mm. nothing nothing what absolutely nothing not like that one place very nothing. weird that is very weird everything thought, was a ghost town at like uh, 10 p.m like here it's so Jesus alive Christ. then you know they, uh, yeah. except for obviously homeless people and uh and crack addicts which i do not say are the same thing uh like it was completely empty jesus christ that's very weird it's all very right weird well good to know um <laughs> good to know uh, the the weird like uh, <laughs> white people discomfort of, of uh, have you noticed that like okay actually in, in southern europe and eastern europe this isn't very much the case but almost all the rest for some reason shit just closes at like seven yeah, is, yeah. have you experienced this absolutely why why is this the case now some like uh, them uh, listening is going to be like, because workers' rights, you know, you can't force somebody to work after seven. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, fucking. But, yeah. Oh, my God. I can go out at 3 a.m. to get a fucking waffle. All mm. right. I can get kiwis and fucking mm. Nutella and shit on it. Mm. That is what living life is. Okay. Yep. And the guy That's behind him. the counter couldn't be happier to be fucking doing this shit. Right. I give him a little extra for his trouble. He fight. We sit down. We chat shit. We have Fuck some fucking yes. tea. Come on. That's life. That is, oh, that is a free country, my friend. But. I guess we'll yeah. have to export that sort of freedom over there. But, yeah, boy, um, that's the way. The, 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 the joint Yugoslav Arab fucking peacekeeping forces. In there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. I was going to ask you, how was the homophobic chicken? Uh, okay, so I had the homophobic chicken. I really like the homophobic chicken. But the other thing really? that um, JT calls chicken nuggies, that shit is yeah. like so plain. It, it literally made my skin go paler. Like I went to Popeye's <laughs> or whatever the fuck it's called. It, 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 it's... Yeah. It sucks. Like it sucks. I prefer KFC. But like it, it sucks. So, yeah, homophobic chicken, mm-hmm. uh, pretty, pretty decent. I uh, uh, after I ate it, I cursed out uh, a bunch of dudes for being gay. But uh, other than uh, that, there's not really any <laughs> any backdrops, uh, any uh, minuses to the to the to the experience and especially with the weight right. stuff in the u.s being like extremely next level not in obviously the fast food joints where you go up to the thing but it's just like a completely different experience and i'm not even sure if i should like it or dislike it because um, like i understand they want to make me feel comfortable and stuff but to, it goes to a point where i feel like it's a uh slave uh, slaver relationship where they're like <laughs> being so overtly nice uh that i feel like i uh you know I, i'm i i am oppressing them it's very strange yeah, to describe yeah, yeah. and it's always very weird but it does lead to tipping higher so so that's a that's a thing uh, I was just going to say, I would rather my server be a little bit more of a dick, but also get a living wage rather than yeah. having to grovel on my feet for fucking, for, that just seems, plus like, you know, it, it kind of, right, like, I'm just, I'm just some guy getting fucking, like, appetizers, you don't need to, you don't need to do this much, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I get, I get what you mean, sorry, sorry, go on, I cut you off. Totally, not totally, and especially, 
you have waiters in our part of the world that will tell you this shit sucks in the menu take something else mm. whereas they would do like an extra thing without being polite but they would do an extra thing here you basically only get the politeness and the expectance of some sort of um, yeah. um, cash for the politeness and mm. the weird thing is when they pretend that they give a fuck about how you're doing how's your day oh it's his <laughs> birthday oh yeah. let's talk about that it's it's strange oh you guys here on a business trip oh where are you from like she obviously doesn't care but okay okay i can i can uh, accept it and the last point i'm gonna stop bothering you about uh yugo um <laughs> u.s experiences is uh like just serenade me please that, that, <laughs> i have no complaints i don't know <laughs> if i don't know if eastern europe got more expensive or or just like the the U.S. is no longer like uh, the definition of uh, an extremely expensive place. Probably like when it comes to living, et cetera, et cetera, it's expensive. But I remember six, seven years ago when I went there, you know, basically as a, a bit older than a teenager, nothing was absolutely touchable like when it comes to prices, et cetera, et cetera. Now, a lot of the shit is just, you know, the dollar version of the local currency. It's, uh, mm. it's uh, I guess, uh, it took a while for the low, low prices of Eastern Europe uh, left over uh-huh. as a socialist kind of uh, gift to us uh, to, to catch up. Like, I didn't feel like I'm like in a place that is completely unaffordable. I mean, I did mm. feel like I'm in a place that's completely unaffordable because every place on planet Earth at this point is fucking unaffordable. But you mm. get my point. It it, <laughs> uh, it didn't feel like I'm in fucking Dubai or something. You know, I <laughs> wait. Hold on. There's another thing. The, the what about the, the Native American guy? Oh, it's a bit. It might be a long story. Okay, I'm not. Uh, okay, so I was a victim of anti-racism. Basically, uh, this is going to be very <laughs> taboo. Uh, uh, th- I go up to, to like the TSA checkup and there's this Native American guy in front of me wearing like Native American patches, very obviously Native American. They make him take off like his traditional boots. It takes a while. They're yeah. really bitchy towards him, et cetera, et cetera. And I already feel bad. He's an older guy, like 65 maybe. Later on, we go on the plane. It's an international plane flying obviously from the US over to Istanbul. And, uh, you know, it's uh, relatively packed, uh, but I'm lucky enough to sit like in the mid row seat and all four, like all the three seats next to me and on the fourth one are completely empty. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to sleep here. I'm going to chill here. This is going to be so fucking Mm. nice. Like the flight is going to be like, uh, much quicker. I'm basically in business class without having to pay for that shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm laying, I'm watching my movie or whatever for like two, three hours, even sleep for one hour. And, you know, they close the blinds they make made it all dark so people can sleep to avoid uh, a bit of the jet lag and all of a sudden i see this elderly elderly native american gentleman walking you know slowly towards me uh and he comes up to me and sees that there's three spots free next to me and i'm like oh hi sir yeah. and he's like uh hi very politely he's like i can see that uh, you have a lot of space next to you there's uh i'm like next to two three other people and we're very tightly packed he was a bigger gentleman right uh, could i could i please sit here i'm like yes obviously thinking though mm-hmm. that this motherfucker is going to go and sit on the fourth seat like the seat furthest away yeah. from me <laughs> he does that he does that for like a minute and then he just mm. lays takes up all three seats, falls asleep in a matter of two <laughs> seconds, and starts snoring like 
Apache helicopters are flying right next to the plane, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and this motherfucking uh, person in front of me as well moves back their seat completely because she wanted to fucking sleep. So I went from being the most comfortable person on the plane to being literally the most uncomfortable person on the plane. Everybody else had at least one extra seat next to them. And I looked down at him, and I'm not even kidding. I might get flack for this. I was like, if he was any other ethnicity on planet Earth, I would tell him to get the fuck up. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're being a piece of shit. But I looked at him, and I'm like, man, those guys went through such hard fucking shit. Let him fucking sleep on the three fucking seats, bro. <laughs> Literally because you know, he's Native American. I didn't say anything. I would. I, I don't know why. I, I, I don't know. It was weird. I agree. No, no, I agree. I agree. I, I completely agree. I, I back you up on that on that train of thought. No, at first, what I thought the, the 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 meme I thought where it was going is that he sat on the fourth seat, the furthest away from you, and then he got up and then moved and came and just sat right next to you. <laughs> that would be better because his his hair, yeah. his head was right next to my thigh, and he had very long hair. And every time I would move, yeah. his hair would get stuck in my thigh, and then I would oh my pull, pull his entire head, and he wouldn't wake up. Just his snoring would go from into. Welcome back to the most original podcast concept of all times. Dudes sitting behind (laughs) the microphone and talking about what are, in their opinions, the most important current events. Welcome to the third installment of Send Nudes. I mean, Send News. Before we start, (laughs) this podcast is fully sponsor-free and independent, a luxury we can only afford thanks to our wonderful supporters. Consider becoming one by checking out the links in the description and get plenty of added benefits as well. Now, let's hit it off with a big one. Uh, Russian mobilization and massive territorial losses in the past two (laughs) weeks. Uh, With winter looming and an estimated 300,000 fresh boots on the ground, Ukrainian forces have done an impressive job pushing through the now almost forgotten, no support having, Russian defensive forces. For a while, I was (laughs) thinking the Ruskies were maybe playing 4D chess and that I might be missing something, but after such massive logistical failures, I'd be surprised if they're even playing 1D chess. Uh, This isn't to say, (laughs) obviously, that the Russian boots on the ground being severely outnumbered, which is borderline a hilarious event when you're the force that's advancing and attacking, but but they still have caused... 10 to 1, insane. Yep, but they have still caused insane casualties on the Ukrainian side, uh, even though they were eventually... Have it, uh, were forced to pull back. This whole set of events has ca- caused doubt even in the most pro-Russian corners of uh, Russian media as well as online personalities, and the current call for mobilization isn't obviously helping the situation either. Uh, we don't have an exact number, but it's believed that over 200,000 Russians have left the country motivated by their lack of interest in potentially participating in the war in the future. 200,000 Russians have been successfully mobilized, and according to uh 
Russian info. Over 70,000 volunteers have applied, which should lead to around 370,000 strong added uh, troops of mixed experience, uh, mixed between you know people with experience and people totally lost in time and space, uh, ready for the front in a, in a couple of months. Uh, obviously, as most of you might know, the mobilization caused uh, a lot of mistakes. People who never should have been mobilized uh, in, like, if the country was getting mobilized totally, ended up getting called up uh, uh, for the conflict uh, in this so-called concentrated mobilization. Uh, over 10 commissariat buildings, you know, the places where you go sign up, have been burned to the ground. Even some army recruiters mm-hmm. have been shot. A relatively prominent rapper killed himself after seeing he received a mobilization request the other day. All in all, uh, this is an internal, like, Z meme, I guess, but morale not great, brother. Uh, but you know, uh, mm-hmm. when uh, when is it ever great when you call for mobilization? There's something to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, this didn't stop uh, Western chauvinist idiots uh, blaming the yeah. fleeing Russians from potential recruitment uh, cowards. We should uh, yeah. oh sa- go back and somehow overthrow Putin, who and pardon me, have already committed acts of violence against their state in the last month in regards to uh, their opposition to the war and the mobilization than U.S. citizens did in 10 years of Iraqi invasion and occupation. Yeah, so generally. shut the fuck up, uh, even from that <laughs> point of view. With all the respect, yeah. Uh, no matter, but yeah, no matter where you side uh, in this war, it's evidently not going in the direction most experts thought it would. But that doesn't mean uh, anything in the long run. Uh, As some of you might know, al-Assad was getting his ass handed to him up until one point, and now he sits atop uh, the glorious throne of his Syrian republic. Uh, But uh, (laughs) this uh, this war, I mean, um, this special operation... Zelensky is no Assad, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, but depends. Maybe Putin is Al-Assad. We'll see who yeah. is Al-Assad. Uh, can yeah, go, we'll can go, can go. In, this, this thing can go in hundreds of directions. Uh, I just hope uh, it includes uh, the less corpses, uh, the better. I think the other, uh, the other side of this that was a bit irritating to see on fucking Reddit. I hate Reddit. I need to just reemphasize how much I fucking hate Reddit. But. Um, uh, the the new what's it called counteroffensive or no it's not even a counteroffensive it's just a regular offensive that the Ukrainians were carrying out for the most part on most uh, on most sides has been pretty much a failure aside from the the Kherson direction uh, and uh, the uh, city that they captured re- recently in the Donetsk area uh, Liman is basically logistically useless for the Ukrainians and will be very difficult for them to keep. And that's the that's not my opinion. That's the opinion of various experts in the field. So it just goes to show what the fuck were they thinking. And I think this is more like a propaganda thing just so they could grab something and keep it and have it, you know, for the Western, like, you know, newspapers. So they can be like, see, give us more money, please, Biden. $850 million yeah. in, in fucking aid, in military aid, please. Fuck the fact yeah. that there's floods uh, happening in their own country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But yeah, um, still, it's very interesting. Uh in a weird and morbid way, I hope this doesn't fucking get get us canceled. In a weird and morbid way, following this war is kind of fun, but also not like the people are dying. Yeah. I mean, people are suffering as a result of this, right? And the suffering has been even extended internationally. But also, this is the first time that we see a highly sophisticated, mechanized war between two standing armies and two stable governments, right? Which have control over almost all their entire areas. 
uh, meeting in the battlefield and having basically relatively modern um, uh, war tactics and whatnot. This is the first time we see this. For the past 30 years or so, or even 40 years, the only thing we've been seeing is a much more technologically sophisticated and much wealthier enemy yeah. uh, attacking Pummel people something. or either fucking yeah yeah exactly farmers or fucking goat herders and still lose interestingly enough yeah, by the way uh, <laughs> right but this is actually a confrontation between two relatively sophisticated highly um, disciplined for the most part for the most part uh, militaries um, so it's interesting to see this purely from like a analysis point of view and not, uh, so and not only that but, not the right but word, also but. yeah fun is not the right world, word but Still, it it has so, so many dramatic turns <laughs> that it's like right, is yeah, this right. fucking scripted? Like all of a sudden, like nothing is happening, and all of a sudden, the Ukrainians send a missile and blow up the prison camp of Ukrainian oh Nazi <laughs> prisoners. You're like, oh, whoa, yeah. this yeah. is a fucking script, bro. Like, what the fuck is yeah, going yeah. on? You know, like like oh twists and turns you, you don't see coming. You're like, I'm, like, I don't want to be entertained the, by uh... this, but holy fuck, like, mm. what? Like, this is like, who's writing this? I was, I was going to say, did you see the New York Times uh, piece yeah. where they're like, oh, heartwarming reunion between Asif uh, commander and his family oh, so, in Turkey. So it's like, you're, this is a literal Nazi. You're showing so you fucking idiot. <laughs> so oh my but, god. But I even posted oh, about geez. this. Make fun of Western uh, press for idolizing literal Nazis. Uh, but don't forget, like, who let them go after literally saying that the whole war is about fucking whacking those fucking assholes. Yeah. It's yeah, insane. Yeah. Oh, the exchange for other prisoners. You cannot give me an argument. Like, this was your... This is like the Yanks letting Saddam Hussein go. Like, what the fuck? Like, like it's, You know, it's I, th I think at the end of the day... Logically imbecilic. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. But also, at the end of the day, I think if they really want to get rid of them, they would... Like, they're so insignificant. Uh, who knows? Who knows what the fuck they're thinking? But what was I going to say? The point about me hating Reddit. Reddit, the second this fucking stupid offensive started, you know whenever you go to search something, and then they show up the top stories, and they're all like, oh, fucking, oh, Slava Ukraine, oh, fucking, you know, the, the, the pog face fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, Funko Pop nah, people, nah, right? Nah, and they're nah. like, oh, yeah, fucking Zelensky's going to win, oh. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong? Like, no, no, this is not what's gonna fucking happen. They had a kind of a, you know, they're throwing literally everything they have, literally everything they have. All right. Oh man. But yeah, who knows? Who knows where this will go? Um, at the end of the day, I'm just. Uh, we hope for peace. Always. But yeah. Always. And it's important to 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 mention that it's the end of it, nation to nation conflict. The end will not really satisfy anybody. So uh, when uh, you openly criticize any sort of negotiations, no matter what side you are mm. on, uh, you're not doing anything except uh, exacerbate uh, the conflict. Pro tip from two guys that uh, you, we're not 50, <laughs> but we've, uh, we've uh, either witnessed or uh, read up about plenty of wars. And like, don't expect your side to like ride in on a white horse and that's how, into the capital of the enemy and this is how it fucking ends. People who yeah, hate each yeah, other will exactly. have to sit at the fucking table, okay? Yeah, exactly right. Jesus Christ, the amount of fucking garbage that you see, by the way, when you look up now, like, news sources. And like, this is something of a change that I've noticed kind of recently. Um, uh, sorry if I'm changing the fucking topic, but um, uh, back in the day, at least, like, I would say, what, eight years ago? Whenever you would read, like I used to, do, I used to read the Guardian a lot, not for to get my information, just to see how they like to present their information, right? Um, and I remember they would always try to be 
quote-unquote balanced, quote-unquote, by trying to be, like, semi-critical. Most of it is still, like, pro, you know, U.S. and pro-Western um, foreign policy and economic interest yep. uh, bias, all that kind of stuff. But they were trying to bullshit being balanced by having semi-critical pe- critical pieces every once in a while. But now when you go on the BBC or Reuters or wherever else, you see basically fucking none of that. It's almost entirely, like, like propagandistic levels yep, yep. of nonsense it's all like like if you're to go on the bbc right now you're gonna see anti-iran stuff you're gonna be you're gonna see anti-russian stuff and you're gonna see anti-dprk things and and, and anti-chinese by the way there's several, several fucking uh, anti-chinese articles that are completely irrelevant do you know what stupid shit that they have uh on europe like oh um why are gen z europeans drinking less like <laughs> <laughs> like take a ride around San Francisco in a driverless taxi. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. That's yeah. this yeah. is what the fuck that they have. Jesus Christ! Oh my it's, God! It's, it's so, completely um, masked up. Like they realized that uh, they're wasting their time by uh, camouflaging the shit the way they did up until a decade ago. So why camouflage the shit? Like the editor yeah. is still going to let you publish your thing. So if you're a writer with a particular bias, you're relatively open about the bias. And as we said 500 times on this fucking podcast, it's absolutely okay to have a bias. There is no news without a bias. But when you have a bias and you're coming out and saying, no, we're legitimate media because we're not biased, that's where the problem lies. Mm. Like, say, oh, I yeah. am pro, I don't fucking know. I am pro... Uh, Bolsonaro and write uh, pro mm. Bolsonaro shit, but no, you're gonna write pro Bolsonaro <laughs> yeah. shit, but uh, make it uh, sound like oh, you because you're from a renowned newspaper, uh, your opinions are actually mm. objective. It's not that you prefer that yeah. fucking guy. You get my point. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna just slightly moving to something lighter than the the <laughs> tragedy between Russia and Ukraine. Um, uh, this is such a stupid story, I swear. So in Denmark, all right, the Danish royal family, the, particularly the queen, um, she has stripped her grandchildren of their titles. Oh, oh no! Um, yes, right. Ooh, the fucking controversy, right? Um, and <laughs> this is the thing. Um, last week. She, this is, I actually, I'll, I'll just quote it. The Queen of Denmark has apologized after stripping four of her grandchildren of their royal titles, but has not reversed the de- decision. Ooh, ooh la la, what a fucking... <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised, what's her name? Uh, Hillary Clinton hasn't come came, uh, come out of the woodwork to girl boss her. Um, but anyway, so the gutsy. point apparently... Of, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically the meme is that Queen Marguerite, however the fuck you pronounce it, um, she wants to m- ma- maintain a quote-unquote modern royalty. Yes, <laughs> as if such a thing could exist. I, w- I, would, <laughs> like this, to- I would like this white black, please, you know. I would yes. like this sour oh, sweet, you know. Okay, mm, yeah. Uh, the only way you can keep you can the only way you can make the royalty modern is if they get the Romanov treatment. Anyways, um, <laughs> do, do we need to censor that? We'll see. It's up to JT. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so so apparently the uh, the title of prince and princess has been removed for uh, what the fuck uh, duke and duchess and shit like that, count and countess, like these things, right? Um, and let me just read you the names of the grandchildren. Um, Prince Henrik, ah, okay. Yeah. Prince Felix, ah, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Prince Nikolai and Princess Athena. What the fuck? <laughs> these aren't Danish names. What the fuck is this? One got the Bolshevik but, treatment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, in Nikolai, a way, yes, yep. that's true. <laughs> but yeah, they will now be known as the title with their titles Count and Countess of Montpezat instead of Prince and Princess. Oh my, oh my word, that's the fucking oh Jesus Christ! It's like and um. 
it's like when uh, I don't know a celebrity says I'm no longer going to take uh, 20 private jet flights uh, this week uh, uh, in order to preserve the environment. I'm going to take 10. <laughs> mm. no, I'm not a prince. Yeah. I'm a count. No. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, what's it called? Um, the what's it called? The the wife of the um, of one of the princes was like, oh, uh, change can be difficult, can hurt, but this doesn't mean the decision is the is not the right one. I'm like, okay, who gives a shit? Number one, but number two, here's my favorite part. This queen, uh, the Danish one, uh, who's 82, she got COVID positive when she went to go see her third cousin, which is the now dead Elizabeth. Uh, of England, which is, isn't that just mm. lovely how basically is just one inbred family that <laughs> still for somehow has like power or not power, but at least um, some constitutional authority in some form um, across several European countries. Isn't that just bullshit? Uh, but yeah, that's uh, a bit of a bit of light, light. Um, yeah, but uh, is, is it, after the, uh... isn't it interesting that just, like she started talking about this exactly after Elizabeth died? This feels like, uh, oh, why is all the attention <laughs> on my dead cousin? Let me do something interesting so <laughs> people can talk about me. Like this, literally, what yeah. it feels like. You know what? That does actually kind of sound the that in, in a way sort of petty that way. Fuck me. Like, All right, but th that's that. that sorry, yeah. the timing. I mean, come on, mm. come on. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they will be uh, getting a, a visit from uh, <laughs> the Lenin's corpse, um, Lenin's spirit, and, and hopefully uh, he. <laughs> You know what? People know where I'm going with this. I don't even need to yeah, finish the fucking point. <laughs> no need even for the censorship, baby. Yeah, generally. All right, T take us to the next one, Habibi. Brazilians will go to the polls again after former president <laughs> won first vote but failed to secure a majority over the incumbent. Lula, equally loved and sometimes criticized leftist figure yeah. by leftists, will have to <laughs> go up against Bolsonaro. An open, clero-fascistic, conspiracy-stricken, constantly sick-looking walking mummy in Jesus the Christ. second round of elections. Uh, after almost 700,000... Fucking crazy. Every time I say yeah. these numbers, people died in Brazil due to COVID. And uh, I don't know half of the bloody fucking Amazon burned down. Uh, it would be a wonder if Bolsonaro won again. But I'll leave it to the people to make contrarian, idiotic choices, I guess. Uh, oh, my God. You got like the communist is making fun of the people. Yeah, Yes, all the time. Gladly. I, I love the working class. <laughs> it doesn't mean the working class is very intelligent. Okay. Like the, the, the way a very funny meme I saw the other day is like, uh, I read, uh, uh, I just read the uh, I just read the Das Kapital. The working class are fucking losers. <laughs> you, think, you know, like oh my god, but that's basically what it says. You know, you're losers. Yeah. Stop being fucking losers. Beat the shit out of your bullies. In very simplified yeah. form, um, not really, uh, but you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these are memes. Uh, but no, what I was gonna say is, didn't he? W didn't uh, Lula actually win? I thought I thought yes. that was the meme. The first round he act, he did actually win the popular vote. But of course, I mean, like the, with interests and power in Brazil, they never cleared out the fucking the military junta fascists. Yeah. <laughs> so there, no wonder he yeah. he was in prison for a while too, right? On yeah, bullshit charges. Yeah, yeah um, it's super fucked up. I mean, Bolsonaro even hinted that he will not leave office if defeated. Uh, raising concerns, mm -hmm. obviously, of like a Trump-like insurrection uh, among his supporters. Wow. And I love like th this is a quote from obviously an American written 
fucking thing. Like, <laughs> there have been so many insurrections, especially <laughs> in South America, that are much more, let's call it, productive than a bunch of people mm-hmm. walking around taking selfies in in yeah, the, in the White House. <laughs> and if a fucking mm. South American fascist does a coup, trust me, it's going mm. to be a lot redder than uh, than what mm. you think. But I love how now, like the the Trump insurrection is like their like definition of a coup. It's very yeah, cute. it's cringe. It's, it's so very fucking cute. cringe. <laughs> how Trumpian of you? Shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> fuck. These liberals need to be strangled. I swear to God. But yeah, I don't know what you think, uh, Hakim. The, I, I know we try to stay away from like electoral fetishism here on the on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in contrast to many elections all over the world, this one yeah. uh, is where I would honestly go out and mm. cast a vote without, you know, my guts turning in self-disgust. You know, this is the thing, right? vast majority of elections are most of the time usually useless. Yep. Here, there's at least a, se- a semi-legitimate difference between the two. So, But this is, of course, up to Brazilian comrades to, to, to develop an analysis of and then understand and then bring it to us and, and explain their positions and whatnot on it. And these are the people we should listen to. Regardless, though, if to my knowledge, when uh, Lula was pa- last in 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 in, uh, in office, he had a I think an approval rating of eighty four percent or something like that. Very high, very high. Yeah. Um, compared to Bolsonaro's fucking <laughs> right. Um, Bolsonaro and, increases uh, his approval rating by literally killing his population with COVID. You know, he kills yeah, the smart yeah, generally, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck. Um, but yeah, the 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 so that's there's nothing we can do to affect it. <laughs> but who knows? Ah, we um, have a Brazilian. The, listenership i think like around two yeah. percent of all our listeners are from brazil so hey so shout out to all you great people uh very good food yeah. <laughs> that's all i know you guys nobody knows their way around meat better than brazilians don't tell the argentinians but <laughs> I, I would say I, I would say the same thing about brazilian women but i don't know if that's allowed anymore okay <laughs> can they even call anyone beautiful yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh jesus christ you're beautiful hi baby oh, but thank you. um <laughs> so uh the, the general trend is we hope Bolsonaro ends in a pit somehow and then gets eaten from the inside. Um, but <laughs> um, God knows uh, his body is out- trying to kill him, but he's just fucking refusing. Genuine- <laughs> How can a self-respecting fascist, you know, a person who believes in power above all, mm. follow? The- but then again, what, what am I saying? The last yeah, big Nazi true. leader was a fucking limp dick, uh, weird ass, yeah. fat motherfucker, you yeah. know? So, um, yeah, uh, let, uh, here's hoping that there's any some sort of significant change that happens in Brazil, but also, of course, the usual agitated, you organize all the usual advice. Um, and hey, best of luck to all our, uh, you know, Brazilian comrades in, in, in the uh, struggle for the progressive forces. But yeah, I have nothing else to add. It's just, it's just funnily enough that in our notes, Bolsonaro is described as the eternally sick fash. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. um, There's another, there's an article. um, I noticed the theme. I'm keeping them kind of light. There's an article from the BBC and it's titled Gen Z, the workers who want it all. And it has a picture of this woman who's maybe, who's maybe 28 years old with like a fringe. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she's Mrs. Professional. She's sitting there with her with her uh, coffee cup in some, like, uh, official corporate uh, office. And the blurb underneath is work-life balance, fair pay, and value alignment. Today's youngest workers want it all and are willing to walk away if they don't get it. Shut the fuck 
up. Shut the f- What kind of bullshit? If you look, if you actually go and scroll down through the thing, they mention like, oh, um, because of burnout, they care about uh, like, oh, burnout and uh, increasing um, inflation, uh, reduce real wages, economic insecurity, grueling um, working hours, etc., etc., etc. And then they say that oh, Gen Z workers, uh, they want they're more environmentally responsible. They want better uh, pay. They want more secure employment. And the way that they're framing this is, oh, they want it all. How about you... Okay, what can people have? No, generally, what can fucking people have? If they can't have a secure employment, if they can't have a fucking decent wage, if they can't, you know, like, finish work at five and then come home, right? And not have to fucking slave away six, seven extra hours a week or even more for some bullshit. As a result of the war on work, Gen Zs, uh, Gen Zers have been dubbed entitled or anti-capitalist. Yet they're not. <laughs> they just want it all. Fuck you. Oh my god. I mean, so, it's yeah, trying um, to be, have like a positive light on us and yet mm. it defines what we want as all of it. As if uh, it's yeah. not the basic fucking minimum, you know? It sounds like, like the guy who can never stay in a fucking relationship and instead of looking inwards uh, and questioning why that's the case uh, they create this whole red pill theory about how it's the women that have to be insane obviously mm. same this way it's not it's not the, the, the bourgeoisie it's not the employer uh, who is uh, taking away inch by inch it used to be now mm. meter by meter uh, you know our free time uh, so people are just not giving a fuck anymore uh, it has to be the workers who are who are whack my favorite part about all this shit is that they list with research all the things that are genuine that people want, and then they try to spin it as if it's like something excessive or like, oh, you know, you're being uh, you're being unreasonable for wanting these. Like they mentioned, oh, um, the top priority for the, uh, Gen Z people uh, is as a whole is higher pay. That's the fucking that's the top priority for any generation of workers, yeah. not just fucking Gen Z, <laughs> right? And they mentioned literally everything fucking wrong. They're like, uh, millennials entering the workplace uh, prior to Gen Z people, uh, they want more career progression and, and quote-unquote personal development because that was right at the conference in 2008 before the last, uh, before that. Yo, we still believed right? in that shit back then. Yeah. yeah. Like, there was yeah, some yeah. hope like, oh, it might actually happen. You know, you hmm. grind and shit. But now the fucking kids are smart. Yeah. They see their fucking older brothers yeah. and sisters fucking eating dirt that, every fucking day, you know? That's what this, that's what the fucking article says. They're like, Gen Z faces particularly acute stressors. They face rising inflation, outpacing the salary growth. They see lesser um, uh, economic security and more economic precarity. Uh, half of G- American Gen Zers who are old enough to work witness someone in their household lose a job or take a pay cut due to COVID-19, etc., etc., etc. They just keep listing them, right? And then afterwards, they're like, oh, like th- th- here's a quote from some 23-year-old lady, uh, and they use this quote in, in the article, and she says, there's nothing wrong with just focusing on existing and enjoying life. You do not have to define yourself by your job. And they're using this to be like, oh, you know, this is how entitled are they <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> and another thing is like oh uh, gen zers care more about diversity diversity and inclusion and take uh, mental health more seriously and they're trying to frame this as a negative thing and by the way i, lo- I love the fucking pictures they have all these like well-to-do fucking like a very prim and proper african-american gentleman looking through like a pane of glass i don't know what the fuck he's doing <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, yeah <laughs> um and, 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 the, and the blurbs are completely disconnected like, uh, gen zers and millennials hold many of the same workplace values but gen z seems to have more willingness to act on them mm, fucking and then it says getting credits good. Getting images. <laughs> good yeah <laughs> good hell. like 
Oh no, th- there is there is great hope uh, in the coming generations, including the millennials, mm. including the Gen Z, and I can't even imagine what the fucking hologram skateboard riding motherfuckers in the what is it the next generation alpha or some shit is gonna be like. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting times. Even like like class consciousness has at least uh, in some parts of the world become. Uh, so easy to achieve, which is very good for our movement in general, because the, the, the employer's attitude is at you know, that stage uh, in which they don't want to give uh, any sort of rights back to the employee in order to keep them quiet. Um, mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate, as we all, as most of us know, the cycle tends to repeat when you know that the employers uh, start seeing the consequence of not giving their slaves at least a little bit to make them happy. So they will, you know, throw us some scraps, uh, give us some salary increases here and there, uh, you know, make the office a bit lighter or move to a nicer building or, you know, let you work from home uh, 24-7 and we will all, uh, all come down just the way they have always calmed us down. But as uh, all of you should know, as uh, you know, these moments of crises, which are answered by reform, uh, repeat. There is less and less that reform in the long term can do. So while yes, they can keep us content decade in and decade out, reform as a tool to um, you know stifle revolutionary sentiment and class consciousness in general eventually runs out as a possibility because more and more capital is contained in fewer and fewer hands and there's a bigger and bigger power disbalance and there's less scraps to quite literally throw uh, at us to make us uh, smile for a difference. And we'll see when that chain fucking breaks, but it's inevitably <laughs> going to break. Or the planet will burn down and we will all die. Basically. Take us to the next one, Habibi. Kim Jong-un ripped out his fat, long, thick, bulging, throbbing rocket and fired it over a Japanese island this week. It flew over yeah. 4.6 thousand kilometers with an altitude of over 1,000 kilometers, arguably now definitely being able to hit the closest U.S. territory, the island of Guam, at 3,300 kilometers away. Uh, But okay, like Kim tries his weapons all the time. The development of nuclear armaments is the only surefire way to have undeniable sovereignty. Most of you children Mm. should know this. But Mm. flying it over Japan is definitely more uh, provocative. Uh, You know, he's Mm. getting older. He's getting more uh, demanding. So (laughs) this, uh, but, you know, honestly, this coming after uh, Vladimir's consecutive warning that he'll nuke the shit out of everyone if they (laughs) dare touch the bear more makes us all super excited about the incoming nuclear holocaust right but uh, oh you know uh, in my opinion like I get the need to flex especially at the fucking Japanese but if the you know if the rocket was to fall and randomly land on some random Japanese city which would I mean I'm sorry but as dark as it is be pretty funny if it would happen to Japan <laughs> for the third time oh, uh, oh, but yeah it would it would not uh, not be fun so, uh, Kim, bro, like, over the sea, you know, like, you, you get what you I'm saying? You know, the thing, I will say one thing, though. I will say one thing. They did test a fairly long-range missile, and when you look at the actual trajectory of it, and if you look at the geography, there's literally no way you can 
fire and test a missile that goes that far without it going over some country. It needs to go either over parts of Russia, it needs to go over parts of South Korea, or over the Southeast Islands, or over Japan. There's literally no other way okay, that you Okay, then make over it. Japan, and yeah, that's the one I would and miss if you the look least. At, oh my god, I'm sorry. If, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, if you actually look at the, the trajectory, it's incredibly well planned. They, ma they uh, made it past exactly in the confluences between the main Japanese island and Hokkaido. Right, the northernmost mm -hmm. island. The they have the, there's a little sea gap there, and that's the, the area that it flew over for the most part. So the amount of area that it covered over Japan is very very small. So I would actually, if if we're being you know kind of, uh, I don't want to use the word honest, but if you want to look at it from a less critical way, um, it looks like they actually tried to do their best with testing a missile while reducing how yeah. much. Like which land it would have to go over, right? Yeah, and some which analysts, even but, Western ones, would uh, like agree with you completely, uh, from what I've read. So it's not, uh, you know, you're you're I'm just talking to the viewers. It's not Hakim's positive mm. sentiment to uh, Kim's throbbing, <laughs> large, thick rocket. It's like yes. most people agree. You know, <laughs> that that was arguably one of the safest directions to uh, practice this. But then, you know, the question is, you know, fucking nukes, bro. Like, oh my god, yeah. should we even uh, but practice also, them? But but then that goes into sovereignty yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But also, God bless them. God bless the DPRK. <laughs> Look, hey, Libya didn't. Syria didn't. Iraq didn't. Okay, look at those fucking countries now. God bless the DPRK for fucking, you know, at least at least they're going to maintain their sovereignty. Okay, they're not going to end up having to fucking uh, eat Big Macs anytime soon, which is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I remember we mentioned this earlier. Well, chicken McNuggets the will suck. They suck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, the, the first place that's burned down, I remember you mentioned this, is uh, in the fucking McDonald's. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, do we have anything more to say about that one? No, no. That was just a, a quick update about our impending doom. Uh, over to you, sir. Yes, literally every week. It's hilarious. At this point, <laughs> you know, there's been this meme going on for the past, like, three years. It's like, can we go one week without living through some, uh, like, history-defining moment? Yeah. <laughs> <Can> we... <laughs> like, Lenin, yeah. I know you said, like, history happens in weeks, but, man, these are too many fucking weeks, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Hold on. There's something else. There's something. There's something arguably way worse. Um, I don't know if people n know about, but there's this. There's this little thing um, called uh, North Stream. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> and uh, what happened recently was, um, for the people who are unaware, it's basically a um, uh, pipeline that goes from Russia through the Baltic Sea to uh, mainland Europe uh, to provide um, gas. Uh, and it was built by the Russians with in collaboration with some other countries, uh, and it was meant to be um, the second uh, sort of pipeline um, that's built uh, for the supply of, of, of uh, gas for basically heating and almost and all industry practically uh, in the EU. Something like forty percent of industry in the EU relies on on Russian gas, something like that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it depends on the country. Um, some go up to seventy percent, some go down to twenty. Yeah. But yes, average yeah. forty. Yes, you're correct. Um, thank you, Abibi. But um, uh, what happened was basically uh, somebody, <clears throat> I don't know who, who could have done it, who, who could possibly have done it. Somebody has blown up the fucking pipeline. Um, <laughs> I love that people start posting that picture of Joe Biden and he has the how to blow up a pipeline uh, book Tutorial, yeah. <laughs> with the fucking sunglasses. But yeah, um, so that happened. And uh, now there's uh, basically the entire world was like, uh, yeah, the U.S. Has did this. It's like beyond obvious that the U.S. did this. And several European uh, officials and leaders and whatnot came out of the woodwork 
paperwork to be like, hey, um, yeah, so what the fuck Please are you no. doing <laughs> to, to the U.S.? Uh, and no. the U.S. flexed their muscles. Yeah, <laughs> please, please help. But yeah, and then the U.S. flexed its muscles a bit and got some people to delete some tweets. So now you know how. Back in the day, the CIA used to assassinate people. Now they make their allies <laughs> delete tweets. Delete tweets. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah. oh, fuck. Can you imagine that State Department fucking is like, tell tell the Polish former Polish prime minister to delete that tweet. <laughs> we will not stand. <laughs> like, the, the, the modern human psychology is that if you're winning on Twitter, you are basically mm. winning. Like, it doesn't matter what actually happens on the ground. So I completely understand it. Like, they probably have whole departments of... Uh, of tweet moderation, uh, yeah. Tweet, tweet death especially. squads. They they kill yeah. all the tweets. Really, <laughs> they have quickly. the bots. Hey, they have the fucking bots. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. Surprised. That was proven. That yeah. was proven. Yeah. But yeah, what was I gonna say? Um, now though, like what's been going on the past couple of days is that there's this huge effort by Sweden, Denmark, Norway, and a bunch of other countries to go and investigate what what exactly happened, right? And everywhere, by the way, you see oh, no, it says no, no. suspected sabotage, which I find very yeah, hilarious because yeah. pipelines don't have controlled de- <laughs> detonations. Just <laughs> Like, it's so, it's so obviously clear, but also I know why they have to say it like this, but uh, they're like, ooh, suspected sabotage. Um, and they're investigating now, right? And there's this stupid conspiracy theory that's come out. It's like, oh, Russia's the one that sabotaged it. It's like, what could they possibly fuck it? They why? spent billions on this fucking thing. They have the button thing. that You're... can stop it from working. Yeah. Why would you blow it up? Yeah. Yeah, people are st- because people are stupid. Russia has to be fucking wrong in this, right? Like it's so fucking transparent because all the fucking um, uh, gas, uh, gas and uh, um, like production and providing facilities in the U.S. All of them saw their portfolios. They all saw them jump right after this. And it's again, it's uh, what's that? There's the um, the Latin phrase, right? Where you, where you, like politically you say who benefits. Right? Yeah. And it's so clear as fucking day, the particular business interests and, of course, uh, foreign policy interests that are benefited by this action, uh, particularly in the United States. And so some people are still stupid enough to be like, oh, no, 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 no. It was the Russians that are sabotaging their own economic, uh, their own trump card over all of Europe. <laughs> They're sabotaging it. Yes. It was an absolutely brilliant move by the U.S. If I was working for the U.S. State Department, I would recommend this completely. Yeah, you're burying some of the fucking... Uh, you're a white trash over across the fucking <laughs> pond, but do we really give a fuck? Like, you own those fucking bitches. Like, what? He's gonna complain it's fucking cold. Uh, you want yeah. the fucking bear to come warm you up then, bitch? You know, yeah. like, it, it's, it was the perfect move. It, it Obviously, it made sense for them to do it, and even greater confirmation from Biden that happened, like, I don't know, today or yesterday. In an interview, they were like, if uh, Putin keeps flexing, we'll blow up the other Nord Stream. <laughs> like, no, no. And it was like, but, okay, I mean, come on, tell it to yeah. me more in, in the mm-hmm. in 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 my face. Again, but. F- flirting with nuclear war yet again. But my point being is, hilariously, already in Europe because hey, it's it's October now, so it's slowly but surely the winter is coming. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, I saw these the the fucking these videos. And it's um, in across, for example, the Czech Republic and a bunch of other countries. In high schools and middle schools now, they've turned off the heating because it's so expensive, and they instead hand out blankets to their students. Which I'm just like, is this really what the fuck you're gonna do? Like, at, at, in two months, nobody's gonna give a shit about Ukraine because they're gonna be half frozen in their fucking apartments. That's but what yeah, Putin's um, betting on. Let's see. Let's see where it goes. I'm. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see I don't know. Goes. We'll see. But that, that, that's it. That was just a, we could talk so much more about Nord Stream, but this is just a, you know, a, a, a slight tangent just to let you know, just to keep you uh, up to date. Absolutely. <laughs> Pipeline go boom. Pipeline go boom. And yes. uh, Dark Brandon go smiley smile. And, uh, <laughs> he uh, goes and fucks uh, Putin shakes fist angrily. 
I'm just imagining it like a fucking little like uh, yeah, it's, comic it's like book where do you know that like what yeah. was the fucking meme? Uh, hey, Papa said Papa. No, what was it when that little baby talks to Papa? <laughs> do you remember it? Oh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. The fucking yeah. YouTube one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that oh, I, I'm God. just imagining like uh, Biden, Zelensky, Putin, uh, the fucking German Chancellor, obviously the the, the French motherfucker, like yeah. <laughs> talking to each other in like a little room. And screaming, no, Papa, don't Nord Stream, Papa, Papa, Nord Stream, Papa. Very niche joke, I apologize, but it just it can't get out of my head. Um, we're still children, man. We're still children. Governments with no class consciousness are fucking idiots. All right. Could, could you tell us about Burkina Faso, Habibi? Um, sure. This is uh, a little uh, bite-sized information for our listeners just so they know about what's going on. So Burkina Faso, known to many a communist for spawning one of the greatest revolutionary socialist figures in history, Thomas Sankara, mm-hmm. has been engulfed uh, in fighting and overthrowal of their ex-government. Traore, a relatively low-ranking officer who days earlier was running an artillery regiment in a small northern town, has been catapulted into the world stage since he and a group of soldiers overthrew President Paul Henry Damiba in the September 30th coup. Little is known about Traore and his colleagues, who since Friday have delivered statements on national television brandishing guns, ammunition, belts, and masks. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but it's very like IRA aesthetic. It's uh, mm. I, I fuck with it. really good, I thought. I yeah, fuck with it. Look yeah. fucking banger. Yeah, the fucks with it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they face uh, gigantic challenges to alleviate hardship in one of the world's poorest countries where drought, food shortages, and uh, creaking health and education systems provide daily challenges for millions. Yet the initial focus has been conflict and politics. In an interview with uh, Radio France International on Monday, Traore, a career soldier who has fought on the front lines against uh, Islamist militants in the north, insisted he would not be in charge for long. Their moves, which may include army reform and ties to new international partners such as Russia, could alter politics in West Africa and change how Burkina Faso uh, fights uh, the previously mentioned uh, Islamist insurgency that has at this point killed thousands and forced millions to flee. Army officials initially supported uh, Damiba when he took power in, back in January, uh, promising that he would defeat uh, the bad guys, but they quickly lost patience. Damiba refused to reform the army, and Traore's junta just said, uh, fuck off. Uh, attacks worsened, and last week at least 11 soldiers were killed in attack in the north. Uh, what is very interesting here for more of an international audience is that Russia was the only country to support the move, while the West condemned the coup, especially the French. Oh my God, I wonder why. Uh, to quote actually Yevgeny Prigozhin, who was the Real, not that guy you see in all the fucking screenshots or whatever, but the real founder of uh, the private military company Wagner Group, uh, which operates all across Africa, including in Burkina Faso, uh, Burkina Faso's neighbor uh, neighbor Mali, uh, said, I congratulate and support Captain Ibrahim. The question here is, will uh, Burkina move even further away from France and potentially ally with Russia? Time will tell, but one thing is for sure, as unipolarity is uh, wobbling, plenty are about mm-hmm. to start switching sides. And I uh, guess Burkina exciting. Faso is just the beginning. You know, my favorite part, again, it's like, it, this is, uh, if you read, there's a CNN article on it, right? And at the end of it, it like, 
we don't know anything about this guy. Really, literally, there's very little information about what's going on exactly right now. Uh, the very little we've seen seems to have been positive. But um, he has been semi-friendly to, to Russian interests, or not interests, but to Russian uh, officials, not even that, but the personnel, that's the word to use, uh, in the region. Uh, and as a result, they have to give it a negative twist, I guess, in the thing. Um, I don't know why, but for example, they mention how uh, uh, the the um, he shows up to um, a ministerial um, meeting, and they talk to him about, for example, oh, some safety of schools, should they reopen? Oh, there's a new uh, railway line being uh, put down, etc., etc., and they're asking these questions, and uh, and they say Troare, who had to consult with advisors, did not have all the answers. What, so he's supposed to be some <laughs> fucking omnipotent being? This is a good thing that he doesn't fucking just... <laughs> People are so stupid, I swear to God. Um, the way it's worded, it seems negative, yeah, but it's uh, completely unnecessary. Like, oh, oh, so Troy doesn't have the answers, but Biden does? I've never seen anybody say, write like this about fucking Biden. They're, they're spinning it like, oh, my God, this idiot who is controlled by Russians is taking over the country. Yeah. We should instead have idiots that are controlled by French people running the country. Because, yeah, exactly. Uh, right. you know, that's better yeah. for the local population. Um, moving on, uh, bringing it back to Ukraine one last time. Um, the U.S. very recently, by the way, has had to deal with a hurricane that has like caused millions of dollars of damage, if not billions of dollars of damage, uh, on uh, Florida and of course other areas. Some people have died. Um, lots of people have lost, you know, homes and livelihoods and whatnot. And I think it was like, how much was the was the uh, government relief? Was it like sixty million or something? Something mm-hmm. ridiculous mm-hmm. like that. Very yeah. little. Do you want to know how the new package? That literally, by the way, was was announced like two days ago uh, to Ukraine from Biden is six hundred and twenty five million dollars in military aid for to Ukraine. what for military aid? Yes. Yeah, exactly. For mobile rocket launchers. Yeah, not hospitals. And, okay. No, six hundred and twenty five million dollars. How many American cities currently do not have adequate? drinking water for fuck's sake and they're doing this shit it's just it's so transparent it's so sad and what's worse is that americans seem to have no issue with this because as far as i've noticed at least as far as i've read most americans don't give a shit really about ukraine right there's even it's not even like you know the war against iraq or afghanistan stuff like that where there was some like you know semblance of support for that most people don't give three shits about um What's going on in in in, uh, in Ukraine right now? They care more about the fact that their inflation is eating their their savings, and the opportunities are are basically dog shit. Um, but nobody's actually going out there and saying, "Hey, yeah, you know, let's uh, how about this money instead goes to fucking funding schools and healthcare and all that kind of fucking yeah." I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, um, this is also on top of several like billion dollar um, uh, previous billion dollar. Um, aid packages, all military, by the way, uh, to Ukraine, which again, uh, just seems to to reinforce that statement, which is Washington is ready to fight until the last Ukrainian. (laughs) So yeah, um, and what can you do? In total, by the way, $70 billion worth um, since the since Ukraine's been invaded since February, so over a, a several months, sixteen oh, seventy billion dollars. Very very interesting. It's a, it's a long term investment, hoping to eliminate as many uh, players fighting against U.S. interests as uh, they potentially can. Uh, that money being spent on alleviating, uh, you know. Uh, people from uh, literally <laughs> dying from water in their own country mm-hmm. would not lead to uh, the furthering of uh, local capitalist goals. And uh, to me, for example, the similar slash same hurricane hit uh, 
Cuba, where, by the way, up until mm. now, nobody has apparently died. Uh, everybody is spinning, you know, the fact that, I don't know, the other day electricity ran out in the capital city for a full day into a massive failure of the system and the local government. Yet when the same thing happens on the wealthy, in the wealthiest place that has ever existed, uh, <laughs> nobody's, you know, batting a fucking eye. I, the, 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 the American is used to uh, his countrymen fucking falling over like flies everywhere. Mm. And the American politician <laughs> has noticed and he's going to milk that for fucking ever. You want, you want to lead us into your, uh, your uh, the lovely, uh, you know, a little thing, a little economic uh, downtake maybe, possibly. Possibly, <laughs> that possibly. Be encountering. You know, you know when, uh, <laughs> when uh, working class people are feeling uh, the ick, uh, as it's called, <laughs> then... Uh, Everybody questions if they really feel it. Like, is there really a recession? Is there really something that we should be afraid of uh, incoming? But, uh, and you might not even be wrong, but when uh, CEOs and the highest echelons of uh, financial society start uh, saying those uh, very same sentences, all of a sudden, you have uh, CNN, Wall Street Journal, BBC uh, putting out article after article. And here is one that I would like to quote, uh, called CEOs are preparing for a recession and they do not think it will be short. So, ladies and gentlemen, if the bourgeoisie is openly stating that this is coming, I'm sorry for your little cute wallets, but this is <laughs> coming. Uh to quote, there has been numerous uh, tremendous uncertainty over the past two and a half years. Chairman and CEO of KPMG uh, said, referring to the COVID-19 pandemic and worries about inflation, now we have another looming recession. Companies are preparing for a downturn and planning to cut expenses. Uh, big way to slash costs. We all know job cuts. KPMG noted that more than half of the CEOs are considering workforce reduction to deal with a recession. So if you are working in any field which does can afford to cut their workforce, there is a chance, I'm very sorry, but that you <laughs> might actually be cut. For example, the collapse of Lehman Brothers, Unionized. the global yeah. financial uh, crisis and Great Recession uh, led to a doubling of the unemployment rate back then, 2008-9, from uh, 5 to 10%. Uh, there is optimism for the longer term about the U.S. economy and the prospects of their own organizations. Uh, another CEO said, uh, companies see themselves as more resilient and better prepared. Keyword, their companies are better prepared because they now have very established policies in the case 2008 and 9 repeats. And in those policies, they're not counting you uh, as uh, a necessary item to possess uh, if you are not uh, extremely important to them, obviously. So whatever you're working at, try to define yourself in the coming months as uh, something that cannot exist without because uh, most likely when HR calls you up and calls another 50 guys up, they're going to be thinking, okay, which 10 to keep? 
but yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, to quote another one, companies can't overreact in the short term because they can create problems for the long term. The pandemic has still created pressing concerns for companies and companies hope that there will be a quick takeoff in the economy again after a slowdown. To translate that to normal people, they're saying, hey, government, <laughs> if you give me fucking money, I'm going to uh, swallow my pride and not fire as many people. If you don't give me money, your voters will be very angry and the government will most definitely uh, do that as well. Another CEO says there is real uncertainty about the outcome of the midterms and potential for tougher tax legislation and increased regulations. This is the only moment in which uh, throughout the article they are properly 100% concerned and aren't saying, yes, we're concerned, but there's things we can do. Tax increases, oh, there's nothing we can do. We will literally just uh, fall apart. Uh, to finish off with a survey of mid-market companies conducted last month by accounting and advisory firm uh, Markham LLP and Hofstra University's Frank G. Zarb School of Business showed that more than 90% of CEOs of mid-sized companies are concerned about a recession. More than a quarter of those CEOs said that they have already begun layoffs or plan to do so in the next 12 months. 90% of CEOs of mid-sized companies, these are people with the access to the widest array of information, people who are constantly scouring everything. They are mostly paying other people to scour for them and give them like, yeah. information, but you get my point. Mm. If somebody knows what the fuck's going to happen in the next few years, these are these people. Uh, so uh, the Doomer pill presented by uh, Yugopnik, I know, <laughs> but uh, sometimes, uh, you know, when you know the Doomer pill is coming, you have those two nice little fingers ready to make yourself vomit at the fuck out. So if you, you can prepare, uh, the, the sting will hopefully uh, hit less. No, I completely agree. I, of course, uh, nobody can see into the future, right? So, uh, but we are kind of overdue for a recession and COVID's, uh, you know, little shakeup of the economy. Like it did cause a recession, but it wasn't uh, exactly a result of just, um, you know, um, standard market function, right? Um, mm -hmm. It wasn't the bust that we're expecting. That was just a shakeup. Um, so something worse is coming down the line if it's in 12 months or if it's in a few years or if it's in fucking two weeks. <laughs> who, the, who the fuck knows, right? But uh, it's always best to, you know, like to prepare adequately. So uh, if you're not in a union, you should be in a union, right? You should be in organizations if necessary. And also it wouldn't hurt to have your CV ready. <laughs> just in case <laughs> but yeah um this shit does end up is very terrifying but also that's why that's why um we're socialists we want a better world where this shit doesn't fucking happen exactly. speaking of though speaking of i'm gonna just lead into uh the, the the last item that we have for today which is i don't know if people are aware but recently um the new government that has existed for a single month barely <laughs> in 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 uh, britain uh, one of the first things that they decided to do, by the way, keep in mind that right now within the UK, it is the one of the worst cost of living crises to ever have affected the nation. Um, and their first decision was, you know what, what we should do is cut the tax rate for the absolute richest in, in the fucking UK. This was their actual, Brilliant. and by the way, 
and not only this, they had sub points to this to to, to this um uh, this little cute plan that they had, which included, by the way, uh, some further deregulate deregulation, and of course less funding, more privatization, etc., etc. So the usual fucking neoliberal package, um, and. This was by the, the conservatives, the Tories. These are the people who are doing this. And there was so much outrage in within society as well as within the own conservative, their own conservative party that they had to humiliatingly fucking do a U-turn and be like, you yeah. know what? No, no, no. <laughs> We're not going to go ahead with a fucking tax cut. We're not going to do any of this shit, which is fucking Absolutely. hilarious to me. Because uh, do you know what's so funny to me? It's like you're a party of ghouls. And some of the ghouls with you are like, wait, hold on. Yeah. You guys are going way too <laughs> fucking fuck? far. <laughs> right? Even the ghouls go like, mate, what? Mate, what? <laughs> fuck, mate. Mate, you should fucking increase the fucking taxes that much, mate. Exactly right, yes. <laughs> Words to that effect. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um... Uh, I love I love how like oh the, their finance minister was like oh yeah it was a slight oversight motherfucker you think you uh, think it's so funny how Liz yeah. kind of indirectly pushed him down the down the fucking thing because he's yeah. in all of the videos where they talk about how they're not actually going to do it and how they're apologetic but Liz is just chilling in the background sorry yes by the way my favorite point is and I forgot to say this when they announced it there was so much panic in their in, in their uh, in in British markets that the fucking pound ta- it tanked it became less worth less than the dollar briefly yep. can you fucking imagine has that ever happened i don't think so not since <laughs> like, a long time fucking, ago <laughs> yeah that's fucking hilarious by the way he, sorry sorry what he said, called it he said he acknowledged that it was the the little turbulence yes that's it when the pound fucking you idiots jesus christ but they're like oh no no, no. we the government should press ahead with the privatization deregulation etc this will revive growth and stimulate the economy no more distractions all this fucking bullshit they're saying and uh hilariously the way that they want to offset all this deregulation was to just increase government borrowing which hilariously they haven't fucking learned from yet or still (laughs) so um yeah i I don't even know what to say it's beyond ridiculous that they even tried this and what amazing amazes me more is is the working class movement in the uk that bad that they have such balls that they thought that they could get away with this like genuinely, is it that fucking right? It's ridiculous. And by the way, hilariously, the fucking labor's um, what's it called? Um, the surveys like support from voters for labor fucking shot up like thirty percent after this. So <laughs> that's my point. There should be proper organizations um, so that they could uh, organize this because otherwise, you end up with this this you know yo-yoing uh, this fucking pendulum between you know labor Tory, labor Tory, and nothing ever fucking yeah. changes. And finally, the the last point that I want to say is uh, many conservatives have warned tax and spending cuts risk taking them back to their nasty party image of 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, because they're not inherently a fucking nasty party. You bunch of fucking dorks. Jesus Christ. Ghouls. I don't know what to word them as. Absolute fucking assholes. Uh, (laughs) It's it's, it's a piece of art. Like the the moment Mm -hmm. when they chose to do it is absolutely incredible. And just to comment on what you said about the British working class, like it's additionally insane because like the, the... there was massive union strikes and some still going on, be it for the railway, mm. be it for any other industry, all over the United Kingdom. And uh, somehow they chose to quite openly not open their eyes at the uh, at mm. the situation, uh, because like that's what what they often do. Uh, 
we we even mentioned this briefly in this episode. Like you, uh, when you know you gotta give them some breadcrumbs, if you're a smart conservative mm. or right winger, you if you know in like five years you're gonna have to give them some breadcrumbs, make it as fucked up as possible so that the breadcrumbs you're giving them, you literally had taken away five years ago. But it makes them feel like they're getting something in return. So like you decrease taxes for the wealthy now, and then you increase it in five years, and it's like oh my god working class hero yeah it's uh hold it's, on it's... I, I i completely agree with you but you you will not fucking you will not believe this shit tell me the last time that the uh, the british pound was below uh us um or it, the last time it dipped to the same level that it dipped in just like a week ago was in 1984 that's so fucking funny. That's so fucking. That's for people unaware. That's the Thatcher fucking privatization, that's the liberals so and bullshit. That's when it first t- took off the fucking. That's when it took off. Um, and that's what we have to. <laughs> every time, oh, every time a conservative, yeah. the genius of advanced economics, fucking touches their own currency, it fucking loses <laughs> it fucking everything. It's oh, art, art, art. So that was that. Um, a lot of negative news, but also you know what. What can you do, right? Organize, yeah. agitate, educate, yeah. unionize, do all the stuff that you need to educate yourself. Particularly, that's the most important part because if you're uneducated, then you can't even begin to make an appropriate analysis. But also remember that it's not all doom and gloom. Life goes on. All yeah. right. Um, Open bars after 8 p.m. on a Thursday. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Uh, I remember who said this. Um, I, I think it was Mao that, that mentioned this. The statement it was like the first. Um, like revolutionary explosion, can we say, uh, only launched the Paris Commune. The second one la- launched the Soviet Union and several others that failed. And the third one launched, like, was, you know, uh, all across Eastern Europe and Africa and Latin America and China, uh, Vietnam and all these other countries. And the idea being that the next one will go even further. So there's a good, uh, good to be optimistic and to be forward thinking about the sort of stuff, uh, not to just, you know, don't take the, do- the doomer pill, the black pill, all right? Um, At all. We will... Yeah, we'll find our way out and everything will sort itself. You just need to, you know, have faith, be optimistic. And, you know, as Gramsci said, actually, it's a pessimism of the mind, but optimism of the soul. And that requires, like I said, organizations, educate, agitate, organize, unionize, etc., etc. Every single thing and every single event that we mentioned today quite literally proves almost every Marxist argument. Yeah. Take it that way. (laughs) In a weird way, the more fucked up shit gets, uh, the more fucked up shit gets in capitalism, the more it proves how the system doesn't work. So even the darkest of pill could uh, be the brightest of light. (laughs) Exactly right. And with all that said, this has been a very lovely episode. We want to thank, of course, our, our, our lovely, lovely patrons, without which we wouldn't be able to do this. And also, by the way, let us know if you like this. We really like doing these, um, uh, what's called, uh, news episodes regularly. Uh, it keeps everything fresh and light, <laughs> at least in some way. Very, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But it keeps us having fun as well. So do let us know uh, how you like this stuff. That being said, everybody, wish uh, JT many, uh, you know, uh, baby, jolly, jolly t- baby, tidings baby, for that. <laughs> JT has not only, he's not only a daddy, he has become <laughs> a dad as well now. So, um <laughs> Uh, he's always in our hearts and in our minds and we love him and hopefully inshallah he'll be with us the next episode and we are now Tavarish uncles which is fucking incredible (laughs) exactly right alright this has been the program I'm Hakim I'm Yugopnik and I'm gonna go have a non-alcoholic beer for JT's beautiful child 
a I'm gonna go throw eggs at outside my house. Yeah, and water. <laughs> and water. Yes. <laughs>